It's Two Jerks, One Vote, and this time we're reviewing the Spin Tunes 15 Round 1 Strange New World songs with our special guest, the winner of Spin Tunes 14, Micah Summersmith. Hi, I'm Chumpy, and this is The Jerk. Hi. Now here's how this thing works. We won Spin Tunes 13, so now we're back here on the scene to judge you, rate you, to flatter you and then eliminate you. I know that stuff to hear. Get used to the idea Yeah, you're gonna lose This spin tunes And yes, I'm talking to you Yeah, you're gonna lose This spin tunes Deep down inside you know that it's true Most of these bands are gonna lose Before this thing is done And your band's won And by your band's won I don't mean your band's won With bands being a contraction of band has And won meaning the past tense of win Welcome, everybody, to a very special Two Jerks, One Vote. Um, we're back judging and ranking songs for Spin Tunes 15. And uh, Chumpy and I have with us the very talented Spin Tunes 14 champion, Micah Summersmith. Hello. Uh, yeah, he's here to gloat and to judge and to lord it all over everybody. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I do appreciate being here. I have to say, guys, uh, I love the podcast so much. Love listening. Love your insights. You know, your your theme song, uh, mm. it just feels, it's great. It just feels really negative, you know? You're, you're coming off, you're, you're, you're belittling everybody here. You don't have a chance. You're going to lose. So um, I hope you guys don't mind. I um I actually made my own version of your podcast theme song. Do you think it'd be no. okay if we could uh yeah if, you know I I just a little a little more positivity a little more a little you know a little more levity here. Do you think it'd be okay if we played that? Let's hear uh, it. Sure, yeah. Hi, it's Micah. How was your day? I hope that it's been great. I won spin tunes fourteen, but that's enough about me. I'm here to listen. I only wish that somehow there were more songs Cause even though it's an elimination tournament You've all shown me a glimpse of what your artist journey meant So I hope you win, you win. This spin tunes Yes, I'm talking to you I hope you win, you win. This spin tunes But statistically it's probably not true Every entry has a special place in my heart Remember that while I'm tearing you apart Because as a judge I'm required to declare some songs worse than others And also offer reasons for said declaration So I might give criticism that you feel invalidates your entire artistic vision Or dismisses the effort and talent that you put into your work Because it doesn't meet some arbitrary criteria that you couldn't possibly have known about But even so In my heart you're all winners Wow, that is um really more upbeat than our song. Good, good job. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a vast improvement. It's Almost a, like you're not a jerk. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I I just thought I wanted to get that out of the way before we started mercilessly insulting everybody and and tearing them down. So uh, since we've gotten that out of the way, let's let's get to cutting people because that is okay. our job. All right. All right. All right. First up on the docket, uh, that thing that Micah just played for us. Uh, I I said it was okay, but it was it was pretty pretty lame. What do you think, Chumpy? I don't know. It's just like how nice do you really have to be? It's really pretty Pollyanna, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. It's, 
little bit it's precious. unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. It's it's setting people up for further disappointment down the line is the biggest problem with it. I think it's also. I mean, it's just it's incredibly derivative. You know, I mean, I mean, you can tell. You know that. Some of the lines were just lifted directly yeah. from from a, another song that you've a far superior song. So uh, yeah. I don't know. And and accordion. Wow, what is this? 1950? Like, whew, come on, dude, get with the zeitgeist. I wanted to talk a little bit about my judging methodology, and I'm sure that every judge has a different way on how they do this. And uh, I just wanted to share with folks like how I rank the songs because this is not easy. Uh, there's a lot of really great songs here, and it's hard to rank them from, you know, worst to best. It's just hard to do. So uh, what I did is that I listened to the songs all week at work on pretty much constant rotation. And um, I put them into three buckets. Songs that I liked and, you know, I enjoyed hearing when they came up. Songs that I was just kind of meh on. Like, I didn't have a lot of feelings one way or the other. And then songs that I didn't like and I don't want to hear again anymore. I put the songs into those three buckets, and then what I try to do is sort those three buckets by how much I like them inside each individual bucket. And that comes down to a number of factors, just like, do I click with this song? Do I feel like they put a lot of work into the production and to the lyrics and how well they meet the challenge? So I try to think of all of the criteria and judging them and ranking them within the individual buckets. And um, that's my technique. Uh, what do you guys do? Sure. So I, um, I similarly, I, I divided all the songs into three tiers. Basically, the top tier was like, yep, these are definitely really top of the game, mid tier, you know, interesting, cool stuff. And then the bottom tier, obviously, not so great. And when I was doing that, when I was just sort of putting them in places, it was pretty intuitive. I wasn't trying to compare like, well, this song did this specific thing more than this other song. Uh, it was more just the experience I got. When I went back and looked, a song had to do at least one of three things in order for me to really like it. And the first one is, since this is a song about aliens discovering something about the Earth, about their visit to the Earth, so either it should say something insightful and or unexpected about Earth or about humanity, or it should have a really creative story or lyrical concept, not necessarily insightful, but like, ooh, that's a cool, weird idea. Or just provide like a really, really great listening experience, kind of independently of the challenge. So the high-ranking songs, some of them did one or more or not another of those things. So when I'm looking at my <laughs> top songs, it's like they have nothing in common. Uh, but I loved all of them. Cool. All right, Ryan, what about you? Um, I, I haven't actually figured out my rankings yet. I figured what I'd do is just see what you two guys do and then do the opposite. Um, <laughs> I no, have no, my no, songs I... in buckets, but I have not ranked them inside the individual buckets yet. So okay, we still have yeah. till Saturday to do that. For those listening, this is recorded on Friday afternoon. Yeah. Um, no, but I... Um... I, I do a very similar thing too. I just put things in kind of this mid range and this uh, top range, and then stuff that is in the kind of the lower what a six or so. Is that uh, I can't remember exactly how many are going to be. We're we're going to cut five this round. Five. Okay. All right. In my first go through, I, I didn't have five in that bottom though, so it's going to be tough to rearrange in a way and kind of re 
prioritize and things like that. There's there's a bunch of really good songs. You know, it's not going to be too hard. There's going to be people who we know probably aren't going to make it all the way, but still, you know, potentially cutting out five is is a bummer. I think there are enough in the combined worst category and mid-range category that I'll be able to figure it out, though. My rankings is going to be based on gut feeling more than anything else. If I liked certain things about the song, if I just wanted to hear the song again, uh, or if I didn't want to hear it, that's going to be a stronger push on how I rank them over you know, anything that you could determine objectively. That's probably pretty frustrating. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know? So do you guys want to launch into the songs? Yeah, if we feel like we're ready to do that, we have quite a few songs. I believe there's 25 songs we're going to be talking about. Yeah, which order are we going to put them in? Are they going to be the the order they are on the album? I think that's the only order that really makes sense. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So that means first up is Pig Farmer Jr. And his song is entitled Alien Barbecue. Well, I'm a real This is a case of a song that falls squarely in my medium tier. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I like that the the fact that the lyrics are not about eating humans, which is nice. It's actually about aliens who enjoy good old Texas barbecue. I like the mandolins that you can hear on the final chorus. I think I would have liked hearing more of them throughout the song, but I think it's cool that there's sort of a more complicated arrangement. I, I definitely like hearing more elements in a song. And you know, I've mentioned this a number of times in reviews of songs that I've done on, say, uh, Pig Farmer Songfight reviews. And I feel like, you know, he, he does struggle with phrasing. Like, there's this case in the first verse, you know, the, he sets up the, the phrasing in the first verse. It's like eight syllables, six syllables, eight syllables, six syllables. That goes all the way through, except in the second verse, there's this line, um, but I helped him fix his pickup truck that's more than 30 years old. And each one of those lines breaks the pattern, and it's got a couple more syllables in each case. And he has to, like, do some gymnastics to fit it in. And it's just a place where my ear picks up on it and goes, eh, like, uh, oh, something weird there. Just uh, just my ears get a little cringy there when, when that happens. So I think he still has some room to go when it comes to mastering phrasing and just keeping it consistent and not jamming too many syllables into a line. Other than that, I thought the song was just pretty mid-tier. Didn't love it, didn't hate it. I enjoyed listening to it. It's a fun, fun song. It's a great, bizarre concept. Like, oh, what are aliens going to care the most about? Uh, barbecue, sure. Like Chumpy, I love the mandolin. You know, I like the the country feel. He did also have some kind of alien synth bloops in at certain parts. So it was cool to have that combined. My two-year-old listened to all these songs in the car with me. Um, and this is the only one, like when this song was over, he was like, barbecue, barbecue. <laughs> uh, nice. So it's, it's a great sing-along chorus. Like it, it gets stuck right in your head interesting to me that like if you remove the first two lines well i'm a real live alien i come from outer space there's no indication in the rest of the song that this is about an alien and not just a guy who likes barbecue 
So that kind of knocked it down a little bit for me, just that it didn't seem to be engaging that much with the challenge. But knowing that it's an alien, it makes it this cool, weird, random, this alien loves barbecue. So I enjoyed it. I did also put it in uh, in kind of my mid-tier because there's a lot of really other great songs with a lot more meat to them, no pun intended. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I didn't intend it when I said it, but I own, I'm owning it. I'm owning the pun. So <laughs> other songs with more meat to them than this song about meat. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, um, I, I didn't have a whole lot to say about this one. I, I uh, actually, I, I like both of your comments, uh, in particular the, the exposition pointed out by Micah. And the, uh, you know, the problems with the phrasing pointed out by Chumpy. But yeah, I, I just thought, you know, it's, it's okay. It's a, it's a novelty song. And, you know, spoiler alert, there's a lot of novelty songs in this round, as you can probably guess by the challenge. Nothing really, you know, new or adventurous with the tune. Kind of hee-haw meets Dr. Demento. And uh, you can take that either as a compliment or an insult. It's fine with me either way. It's uh, nothing particularly bad about either of those genres. It's just not what I'm kind of listening for. Uh, sort of hick chic. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. I thought it was simple, nice enough, and that's about it. All right. So moving on, we've got Menage Tune. It's a strange new world. I just... Landed in a city Lots of stealing glass Lots of dirt also So many people here Glad I wasn't stepped on Found a place to live Where the flowers grow It's a strange new world But I think I'm gonna like it So for me... I, I started listening right away, and in the first 15 seconds, I got kind of a bad impression. So the lyrics go, I just fell to earth, landed in a city, lots of steel and glass, lots of dirt also. And um, the note on glass is just flat. And there's something about ending the line in the word also that sort of bugs me. I'm not sure why. I mean, I'm sure it's grammatical and all. But it just sounds odd to me. Maybe it's just a weird emphasis on the word also. So I, I think also some some compression on the vocals can help out a little bit here too. Like uh, the volume is just all over the place on some of these vocals. So in the chorus, Joanne sings, it's a strange new world, but I think I'm going to like it. And the word but there is just louder than anything else in the line. And it starts with a plosive B, too. It just sort of explodes into my headphones. So I think compression would help, too. The things I do like about this song is that the tempo change midway through is a really cool effect, and I thought that worked really well. Uh, the jazzy piano playing is really great. I kind of like that it's, in, you know, it's in about an alien plant from Little Shop of Horrors, although I kind of wish that the reveal that it was... You know, the plant from Little Shop of Horrors was a little less obvious at the end. That sort of feed me Seymour at the end, like, I don't know, it just kind of like gave it all away in not a very clever way. Like, I I feel like there could have been a less obvious way. So, um, this song was kind of a nope for me. It was it was sort of on the lower end of either the mid-tail or the top of the, the bottom. I had a philosophical aversion to this song because of the fact that it's a musical take on a character from a musical. Like, 
I, I don't know. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna be referencing something that's already musical and you're just like readapting it, uh, it feels completely throwaway to me. There are some clever lines that they, they kind of gradually reveal that it's you know starting off with the mention of dirt and you know glad I wasn't stepped on and then put down roots inside it and you're sort of gradually realizing both that this is a plant and that this likes to eat people. And then you're like, oh, it's Audrey too from Little Shop of Horrors. Okay. And at that point, I just like checked out because it, it I don't know, I'm being really mean to this song, but it, the, the fact that it's just a take on this thing that already exists in the cultural, you know, knowledge base just really turned me off. My first sort of impulse right now is to uh, to provide critiques of you of both of your critiques. Uh, Chumpy in particular is, is is pretty pretty specific and esoteric about really pretty minor points. And uh, uh, similarly, you know, Micah's is a little is complaining about the complaining about the subject matter because it's already a musical is, you know, I, I don't share that. I guess I'll put it that way. I also, you know, I put this kind of in my mid range. I think uh, it's infectiously jumpy, happy piano line. If you take this song at its face value, it's a nice, uh, jumpy, happy piano novelty song. Yeah, other than that, I don't know. It's great uh, great work with the tempo changes. Uh, the tempo changes didn't seem distracting or gimmicky to me. I thought the the drum machine was bad. <laughs> you know, just not done very well. Uh, there's also a tick at the 27 uh, second point that's, that's distracted me every single time I heard it. And if you, get, if you mix that, you got to fix that. But yeah, this is going to be just in my mid-range too. I mean, I'm not, I'm not defending it by attacking you guys. I'm just attacking you guys for fun. <laughs> Good enough. Well, that is that is half of the fun here. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, again not one of my favorite. But I didn't mind it for the same reasons that you uh, two minded it. Uh, I had my own special reasons. All right, so next up we've got mandibles with uh, dihydrogen monopoly. This is- I really quite like the premise of this one, that the the most important thing about Earth is its supply of free-flowing blue salty water. I, I, and I really like the way that the singer, singer and I think that's Cybronica, um, I really liked just the feeling that she put into it and the joy that I felt, that she felt at just discovering a planet filled with water. So it's great to think that an alien might find that water is the best thing about the planet and not really care so much about the rest of the sentient life there. So um, I think the lyrics are charming. There's just a, a few negatives that I found is that like, I didn't really like that spritzing sound after each chorus. It's just kind of gimmicky and I feel like the song would be better off without it. Like in a song that was just um, a little less serious or a little more gimmicky or um, 
I don't know. It's just I, I felt it was you know it's it's comically out of place. And you know there are a few phrasing issues here and there. Like there's this one spot where the word need gets stretched out to two syllables, where it sounds a bit off. But um, for the most part, uh, I like this song, and it's sort of in, near the top of my middle bucket is where I would place this song. I'm I'm basically agreeing with just about everything that you're saying, Chumpy. Uh, the concept is great, and it's like once you hear the song, it's pretty obvious. Like, oh, of course, they're if they see this planet that's covered in water, like that's what they're gonna care about. So it's obvious in retrospect, but we almost always think of you know alien contact stories in terms of like humans and aliens so this was refreshing i like the little hint of you know the the troubles back at home so yeah and of course if these aliens are out exploring and desperately looking for water like of course they they're probably in the same boat that a lot of science fiction imagines humanity in in a few decades where like you know environmental devastation they're off desperately looking for yeah or, or, planet. yeah yeah or even right now i mean when we're well, uh, yeah. kind of like looking looking at other planets for potential like life right. or anything like that we we look for liquid water so it makes right. sense yeah yeah and i think it had musically it had kind of a like a calypso feel maybe kind of like a caribbean feel nothing like gimmicky or like you know appropriative but it had that breezy kind of feeling which i thought was really appropriate about you know like an island kind of feeling it's it's about water like okay cool uh the melody is catchy but not particularly original like the you know like okay cool repeat the motive you know a step down and it's memorable but it worked really well there was uh chumpy mentioned a few like technical production stuff for me it was when she sings the word water water it's like a really big volume swell and when I was listening to it in my car, it like really grated on me because so some compression on the vocals there would have uh, would have been welcome. Let's hear it for compression, Ryan. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Well, for me, you know, the thing that really jumped out to me is that this voice is so reminiscent of schoolhouse rock. Uh, and the tune and the subject matter, you know, doesn't seem incredibly far off from Schoolhouse Rock, you know, for for most of the song either. You know, the voice sounds uh, sounds like uh, whichever the vocalist did um, the noun song or like interjections and no more kings. I don't know if anybody remembers. Um, Micah, a couple of decades before you were born, there was this thing called Schoolhouse Rock. Um, hey. Hey, I, I listened to No More Kings and The Shot Heard Around the World and uh, uh, We the People yeah. in order to form a more perfect union. I should probably stop singing so that we don't have to, you know, get sued or anything. But um, How about that yeah, great yeah, song yeah. about Manifest Destiny? Nothing wrong with that yeah, one. Elbow Ooh, Room. Right. This, this, yeah, the, <laughs> now the yeah, uh, infamous uh, Elbow Room song. That's uh, But no, that the same. it sounds like the same vocalist almost, the same sort of delivery and quality and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a, a lovely voice uh, and a great story and semi-educational maybe while remaining this neat sci-fi scenario. It's a good take, a good take on the challenge. And I liked it. It's, you know, it was, I, I, I could potentially, you know, bring up some complaints about the mixing. It was a little, uh, a little drenched in reverb. And uh, I always kind of have complaints about when, when people do that, but it's, but I, it didn't bother me for this song. I, again, I'm taking a lot of this stuff on face value, you know, taking what I'm given 
And for that, it was it was fine. There was nothing that I thought was really distractingly bad about it. So, and I, I mean, <laughs> I don't mean that as a, uh, I, that's probably the worst way of putting that because <laughs> like I was expecting something or that I'm ignoring something bad because it wasn't distracting. That's not what I mean. I, I'm just not good with the words. So anyhow, I also, I also thought that the title was clever without being like obnoxious, the, the little kind of subtle pun in the title. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, good stuff. All right, so next up we've got Faster Jackalope, and the song is called First Impression. And uh, I got a pretty good first impression of the song. Um, I like the synth and the bass, and then the guitar comes in with a pretty nice riff. And I'm really digging the first vocalist. Ryan Bright might remember this guy uh, from the song fight band Thanks for the Frisbee, or mm-hmm. Thank Glenny yeah. for the Frisbee. Um, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but they had this really great haunting injury for the Leave My Brother Alone fight that we tied with. Yeah, I mean, I think they've been around for a while, too. I think I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think I have some stuff on my playlists uh, from them from way back. Where... Yeah, they uh, they had a really great uh, entry for Zero Gravity, which uh, came oh, that in one. second. Oh, okay. Uh, no, no, no. No, no. Shut your pie hole, Chumpy. I won. <laughs> I like how we all remember this artist based on how we you know, matched up with them. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I also really like the cool slidey pan guitars. I I thought it sounded kind of like the Eagles or something, so the song got off to a really great start. It sounds nice and lush. And then the chorus comes in, and there's a bit of a drop in energy musically. Like, there's this fuzz guitar, and there's this buzzing synth sound, and then the vocalist switches to Glenny. And that's where we learn that the aliens are sort of perplexed about the fact that we pee and have sex in roughly the same place, which is an, you know, an argument I think I've heard before uh, against intelligent design. I, I don't really like the chorus as much of the uh, as the verse in this case, or right now anyway, which is a bit of a bummer. And then, you know, it's all better when this cool guitar riff comes back again and we're back on the verse and everything sounds lush and full. The second chorus has a bit more energy. It gets some backing vocals from Glenny, which I think really elevate it, and I like, and I kind of wish they would have used them on the first chorus, as I think it sort of helps the chorus a lot. And then the bridge really shines, It's and the, it's got this uh, harmonized guitar solo that follows, which obviously I like a lot. And there's this cool bass section after the solo that is a really cool little interlude right before we launch into the final chorus. So I still like this song, despite all my complaints about the first chorus being a bit of a letdown. Um, and this one made it onto my I Like It list, so uh, I don't know exactly where, but yeah, definitely a like for me. Yeah, so I think that this is a really powerhouse combination. I don't know his name, so I'm just going to call him Frisbee, but uh, Frisbee's voice, uh, I think, is is one of the strongest voices in, like, song fight world. And obviously, Glenny is one of like the strongest guitar players in Songfight World. So the fact that they're working together, it's like, whoa, uh, incredible, incredible combo. Uh, reminds me a little of the band Built to Spill, 
whose lead vocalist has that kind of similar quality. It's kind of thin, it's pretty high, but it's like very strong and confident, uh, like Frisbee. And then they also have this like pretty epic, they have like three or four guitar players in the band. So they do these big epic guitar stuff. But anyway, that has just really made a strong impression on me. I agree about the transition from the verse to the chorus. And I think, the, you know, Glenny is a fine singer, but he just doesn't, come off as well coming off of you know frisbee's voice in the in the verses and frisbee is completely intelligible in the verses and then i had no idea what glennie was singing until i looked up the lyrics the main technical so there's one tiny technical complaint i had which was that the the transition from the chorus into the second verse is like really it just sounds like one song ends and another song begins, like just completely like spliced together. And then my main complaint is that there is a synth tone in the chorus, like a slowly modulating, long drawn out, kind of grainy, farty synth yes. tone that yes. that drives me insane. Uh, it's it's probably the most annoying instrumental timbre in this entire fight <laughs> and it's uh, buzzing in my right ear i think it's panned right or something too i definitely heard it and it would not bother me nearly as much were it not in the midst of this you know impeccably recorded and performed you know vocal and guitar and everything it's like the one thing that stands out which just makes it all that much worse yeah, I, I can't help. I, that's one of the notes that I had. You know, that synth is like a raspberry that extends, you know, through most of the song. And otherwise, you know, the song is great. I love the um the that lovely intro riff that da 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 da. da. You know, that's that's a nice little chiming kind of intro that uh, that repeats a couple of times throughout the song. And of course, the you know the frisbee vocals are are really strong. But then then you get to that that synth and it's like you know just all the way through just. You know, and it's distracting and it's I just I just I don't see why uh, I appreciate it when people try and do these adventurous kind of choices. But when sometimes when they fail like this, it's like, uh, you know, it might have been better in a more jokey song. But but here it's just annoying. So well, I still love the song. You know, the rest of the song is 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 great. Uh, it's just one complaint about one you know element of the song as far as I'm concerned. The uh, one thing that Jumpy mentioned, the uh, line about the waste removal and the recreation or the you know pleasure and, and waste uh, in the same place. And there's a Saturday morning breakfast cereal comic where the guy's like, you can tell the body was poorly designed. Who put sanitation next to recreation? And then the ghost of Charles Darwin pops up. And he's like, where where else could you possibly put these things? You want to poop out of your hands when you're trying to throw a spear? <laughs> Next, we've got Brian Gray for the glory of Glebelglorp. 20 light years and for most of your lives, you've been training for this day. All the right fears have Holding the edge of your seat since time for arrow breaking, helmet shaking, making peace with Glebel in his eminence. People of Earth, we bring you freedom, weapons aglow and 
I don't know if you noticed this, but Brian's Bandcamp image is a QR code. So I went and decoded it so you don't have to. And it says, Brian Gray, nerd rock. Pretty nerdy, Brian. Uh, he mentions in his bio for this song that Danny Elfman does not own the Sharp Four. So I assume this song is in some kind of Lydian tonality. I don't have a lot of complaints about this song. I mean, it's a novelty song, but it's well done. Uh, I like the aggressive, over-the-top Mars Attacks type lyrics. Uh, I like the arrangement. And, you know, I was in the kitchen making coffee one morning, and I find I found myself going, For the glory of Glorp. So, you know, it's catchy. Uh, I, it stuck with me. The, the few petty complaints I do have are all mix-related. I feel like the balance of frequencies sort of tips on the high end. There's not a lot of low-end punch in the song at all, like in the bass and the kick. And the snare is all, like, really thin and slappy, and it's uh, kind of loud in the mix, so... It doesn't it doesn't have a great sound, but I, I think it's a great song, and I think it's well-written and well-executed for what it is. And it also lands on my like list. I was incredibly torn about this song. I loved it at first, and then it really plummeted, and it's, like... And then it slowly worked its way back up a little bit. And... My main complaint was that there was no interesting insight about the Earth or about humanity as from an outsider's perspective, other than we get ice cream headaches. Okay. So in in that sense, it, it didn't feel like it was engaging with the challenge in a very interesting way. It's like, okay, an alien invasion. We've heard this story. But the tune is incredibly catchy, you know, but da 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 it's, uh, you know, it's full of these hooks that really stick with you. I thought there were a few kind of technical issues when he sings the way they worshipped, just so alien, going into one of the choruses. There's a weird timing issue, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it's just kind of jarring. I don't like the xylophones or the, you know, the, per the doodle -doodle -doo percussion. I assume it's sampled. I assume he doesn't actually have a xylophone, but maybe he does. Uh, that would be super nerdy. Um, uh, I don't think the, it's played interestingly enough through most of it to be worth it. But like I said, it did it did climb its way back up a little bit just because it is so catchy. I think his voice is great. He's a strong, confident singer. Yeah. Okay. I um I, I'm I'm a fan of Brian Gray. I, he did uh, a couple of songs in old uh, spin tunes that that led me to you know go to his Bandcamp page and download everything he'd ever done, uh, which which is you know understandably a mix, but pr really strong. And you really get an idea of where he's coming from with a lot of that stuff. Uh, I thought it was a great chord progression and melody. Brian does that thing where this phrase kind of seamlessly continues from the verse into the pre-chorus, you know, yes. so like he'll have he'll have a, like this sentence or this phrase start and it'll just go into the next section of the song and it won't bug you. You know, it's like it's a really good sort of uh, it's really clever and really interesting and you don't hear that very often. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was really well done. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I love his phrasing on the main vocal line. I don't like the choice of the marimba or the xylophone or whatever that was. I, I thought uh, the line itself was interesting enough. I just think that, you know, it turns it into like a kiddie song sound, you know, like Sesame Street or the Wiggles or whoever. The Simpsons. You know, but the, yeah, there you go. Yeah, but, this uh, is a serious 
song about <laughs> alien invasion here. Yeah, yeah, you can tell when he drops the f bomb at the end. So, uh, but yeah, that uh, that it's not a kiddie song. But um, but on the other hand, you know, I love triplets, and he uses triplets a lot. You know, when you're when when you're in a four four time, but you're doing the da da da. You know, the, for the the weird sort of thing, and he does he lays them through there a lot, including with the. Um, the marimba or xylophone line or whatever that is. It might be distracting, but uh, I just love triplets, so I'm fine with that. The problem is I, I don't think it was a great choice of the of the instrument. Uh, and then, I, of course, I get that final outburst, but I don't like it, the F-bomb at the end. It just seems a little... little Gratuitous, uh, maybe? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a little bit like, it's a little bit like the Feed Me Seymour at the end of... Uh, of menage tunes it's like yeah we get it you don't need you don't need to spell it out for us yeah but it's if joanne did feed me seymour you motherfucking fucking fucker you know which, which would be uh, <laughs> which would have been awesome come to think really of, yeah that might have been true. <laughs> so so yeah yeah well you know, about, about what I, I i can't complain about every single choice all in all i like the song uh, right. was, I thought, yeah. you know, the the stuff that that mattered, the chord progression, the melody, the the general vibe of it was was great. So yeah, I noticed that that rapping with the lyrics as well. I think that line, um, when your enemy comes from a different point of, and then view begins on the next line. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that worked out really well. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, next up, we've got Vom Borton watching the skies. One thing I liked about the song is it really doesn't have a traditional chorus with like a repeated title hook. It's got like more like two repeated sections. Like there's an A section that has two groups of four lines, and then there's a B section which has uh, two groups of three lines. And in the latter half of each one of these sections, the instrumentation builds from the first half to the second, and uh, with new elements being added. Like, sometimes the elements are like backing vocals, or a bloopy arp lead, or a synth pad, or some mandolins, some sort of sustained full-strum electric guitar chords, and all of these come in at various points in the second half of the sections to build the arrangement, which I think really works for me. Yeah. Can we can we do the podcast as a video next time so that you can draw diagrams? <laughs> uh, I don't know if that would help, but uh, don't ask. He'll do it anyway. Yeah, I can. I can almost see what this would look like in the DAW. It's it's very cool. It just <laughs> arrangement wise, and but you know, then the song just sounds really good too. The kick drum is punchy. The bass is thumpy. And right away, when I hear those reverb soaked staccato guitar riffs in the intro, I know I'm gonna like this song. And the way the energy ebbs and flows and keeps things interesting all the way through is really great. I was hard-pressed to find any real nits to pick about the song. I-, I guess that the alien podcaster is a little bit preachy. I'm like, don't patronize me, alien dude. That's about all I've got. Yeah, I, I really liked this song. I thought that the concept was very clever, the travel podcast, that this is like a review of Earth. I thought it was fun, clever, well-executed. I do wish the lyrics were more specific. 
about humans versus it's just kind of a generic like they don't like outsiders they'll shoot first and ask questions later like i want to know like what was your specific experience versus just a general humans are mean uh i do think the rhyme structure is great like when you know early on we have scenery greenery machinery mean to me and that's a really great pile of rhymes there's some others throughout I think the production is great. The performance is another great voice from Mr. Vorton. And I think that the, maybe it's the lack of a really strong chorus, but it did feel a little samey throughout. Kind of, you know, there were those builds and instrumentation, but there was nothing really dramatic. It was kind of static throughout in terms of just the, you know, the levels and the general energy which was high it's like high energy throughout but i would have liked a little more variation other than that other than that and wanting the lyrics to be more specific i really 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 liked this song yeah i i feel much the same way the good i mean i I really honestly don't have much of anything to say bad about this song it's just reliably infectiously happy you know von borden is a a real ringer you know he's uh it's a great song and i think it's a i thought thought it was a great take on the challenge let's see i'm kind of surprised that he doesn't win song fight more uh I, i took a peek at his stats and he's like two for 18 right now for wins but isn't he also associated with with vowel sounds or is that yes. my imagination yeah he's yeah. he's half of vowel sounds okay and yeah. they and they did they have they won everything or yeah. almost the yeah. yeah no i think they've they've got uh you know five out of five and he but, was was he the was he the finalist on narine this year yeah he was like yes. two votes away from winning narine yeah he's he's just really 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 good so he's going to be a real contender for uh, spin tunes, I think. But actually, I mean, I can say that about half of the entries with this too. Really, uh, you know, a lot of people did really well. So, yeah. totally agree. All right. So next up, we've got Rob from Amersfoort, and the song is "The Aliens Are Coming." See, my notes say this song is very Rob from Amersfoort. That's my first line. You looked at my notes. <laughs> We've heard a lot of his songs in previous spin tunes as well as in a, uh, The Last Narine. And he's got a really distinctive sound, and all of those elements are here. You know, you've got his band-passed, highly compressed vocal chain, and his trademark Dutch accent and semi-deadpan delivery. And also there's these rhythmic piano and organ stabs that I kind of associate with the sound. What really works for me on the song is how he uses clean backing vocals uh, that are panned to sort of play off his distorted lead vocals. And I think the backing vocals are some of my favorite parts of this song. It just it sounds really good to me, that contrast. And there's some great stereo separation, lots of stuff happening in both channels. I mean, I like the song. It's got a unique sound, but it's it's in Rob's wheelhouse. It sounds an awful lot like a lot of his songs. And while it's well done, I'd really like to hear him stretch a bit from his usual format later rounds. Um, and also, this is just kind of a lame a lame job uh, at satisfying the challenge. I mean, this, this song is more about, oh my god, aliens are coming, run, 
And it's really, there's, you know, no insights into what aliens might think about Earth or, you know, any of that. Yeah, I was kind of wondering if it actually does meet the the letter of the challenge. Anyway, uh, there was there was a discussion in the forums that you two, neither one of you, partook in, but um, a discussion between myself and Dave and Edric about whether this uh, should have been disqualified or not. And I uh, I don't know how into the behind the scenes things we want to get. But um, I won the argument basically by by typing more words than either of them. Uh, Congrats. And, and basically my argument was that the challenge says you are an alien. The challenge does not say refer to yourself as an alien. So I was like, all of these, we just take it as a given that the protagonist is an alien. Like, given that is this a good song or not? So, you know, no. I, I wrote, it's declarative, not imperative. So it's hard to say you failed at this thing that we just told you was the case rather than instructing you to do anything about. But that said, it didn't feel like it was from the alien's point of view. It didn't have anything insightful about the aliens or the earthlings. And for that reason, I ranked it quite low I agree that it's very much in his wheelhouse, which sometimes I like more than others. I thought the the vocals were really abrasive. Sometimes I like his vocals. I loved his entry at the end of Spin Tunes 13, the uh, Dance Around the Sun slash Moon King, uh, where he had to combine the two songs. I thought his whole thing worked really well for that. It just doesn't work as well for me here. I think saying something is very much within his wheelhouse or that it's very Rob remembers for it is, is not necessarily, you know, an insult. He's just got his very distinctive sound. A lot of the stuff that both of you have already kind of mentioned, but he's, he's got a, some favorite bits of instrumentation, I think. And the, he really likes the, the chords on the quarter notes and, uh, and such. And, and yeah, sometimes it works really great. Sometimes it's not quite as interesting. This song I thought was fine. You know, it's not one of the more interesting takes on the challenge and maybe not his best song. But uh, but yeah, I kind of put it in the mid-range for myself. All right. So next up, we've got Zoe Gray and the song is entitled Wonder. I didn't know the sky could sing this shade of blue. I never thought that I would get to feel something so new. There's all these songs around. I think they call them birds There's something that I want to say But there are no words But beyond the constellations And the myths from which they're named Beyond the seas, there's you, there's you The first thing that really stood out for me about the song is that her vocals are really well recorded. Like the, she's really close up on the mic and it, the mic captures a lot of nuance in her voice. Like you can hear every little crackle, every little creak, every break and every fry, and all of these add a lot of character. And it leads to a very intimate vocal performance, sort of like she's singing right next to your ear. And this works out for, um, for Zoe because she's got a lot of control over her voice. And she manages to be totally on pitch all the time, and those little nuances convey feeling and they don't like show a lot of mistakes or flaws. So that's great. I, I really like a lot just the the whole idea behind this song is that this alien came to came to Earth and fell in love with the listener 
as well as uh, the planet. And I think that's a really cool take. Uh, there's no humor at all in this song. This is not a novelty song. This is a love song. And I appreciate that it's a serious song. There's uh, just so much to like about the song, and I, I had to I, I had to really sort of press myself to come up with something critical to say, and I feel like I'm kind of contractually obligated to do that. So uh, the thing that I came up with is that there is a certain risk with all of these vocal breaks and cracks and some, you know, these cooing background vocals as coming off just a little too precious. And I think that she wants the performance to sound intimate and vulnerable, which she totally does, but at the same time, it has to sound natural and not affected. And for me, I believe that she's kept on the right side of this line for the song, but it's something to keep in mind. It is possible to overdo it and to come off maybe as insincere. And, uh, but I think she totally avoided that in this one, and it just came out great. I love this song. To me, what it reminded me most of is uh, a Disney song, like not a specific Disney song, but like this could be from a Disney movie, which I hope is taken as a compliment because Disney uh, employs some of the greatest songwriters of all time. And uh, I think it's also the fact that it's, you know, a, a female vocalist. The, the, the one Disney song I would most specifically think it would like would be part of your world from little mermaid uh especially when you have the you know i think that they're i think they call them birds or like what do you call it thunder is the like you know walking around on those what do you call them feet uh <laughs> anyway but that's all this should all be taken as compliments um because this is the the thing about disney songs is that they are incredibly well crafted and this is an extremely well crafted song I agree with you, Chumpy, about the performance, the vulnerability, but just the way that she structures the lines in the chorus. Oh, man, you make me think I'm finally an explorer. My heart screams, oh, the wonder, ah, the horror. You make me shake with, what did you call it, thunder? My heart screams, oh, the horror, ah, the wonder. I know like it's great. That, that flip is so good. That is the best constructed set of lyrics in this entire fight in terms of production i like it it feels very kind of modern popish with some of the do do you know i'm not going to try to sing any of it but the the things that build and come and go i think that is really good oh man i just i just like this song so very much yeah yeah, it's 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 great. It's wonderful. It's great lyrics, great melody. I like the uh, the music and the instrumentation changes. Kind of weird choices with the drums. I thought I like that they come in and out of the song, but I thought where they come in and out of the song was a little awkward. At least where they come into the song, they you know again it's it's neat that um, that they that they disappear for a little bit and then come back. But, but it's, it, I just thought it was a little strange, the kind of choices as to exactly when, you know, the point at which they come in. But yeah, other than that, I, yeah, I agree with you guys. Wonderful. One of the, one of the tops, I think for the fight, but the, again, there's too many tops for this yeah. fight and it's not a fight. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a spin. <laughs> <laughs> this one is definitely near the top of my like list. So it'll be, it'll be hard organizing it later, but this is great stuff. Uh, let's see, next we got Good Guy Sojabe, and uh, this song is entitled Godspeed. Godspeed. 
uh, this was another serious take on the song. Just sort of uh, doing away with the humor and going for something a bit deeper, and I appreciate that. Uh, so what I make out about the premises is that the alien has been here on Earth for a while, sort of like evaluating us as possible friends, and we the humans have like totally, totally bummed him out with our wars and our lies and our inability to see what's in front of our faces. And my guess is that the alien initially came to and lived among us in the early 90s, during the height of the sort of emo dude grunge alt-rock period. Because this song is really, really evocative of this time. I mean, it nails the genre, but perhaps too well. And I mean, don't get me wrong, this song is very well done and kudos for that. But it really brings to mind this current debate that's raging about the new Greta Van Fleet album. Where where is the line between wearing your influences on your sleeve and shamelessly aping someone else's style without recontextualizing it or otherwise adding something of your own to it? And there are not a lot of easy answers here, and it often comes down to personal taste. But for me, this song kind of falls into that middle bucket, mostly because of genre bias. Like, I lived through the 90s, and when all of this music was all of the rage, I just couldn't get away from it. So uh, I have a hard time with it for that. Uh, I think the lyrics, they're just a little, I don't know, they're just a little so-so. Uh, like, I think some of the some of the rhymes are just kind of average. Like, there's this wrong, belong, long rhyme, which, uh, not, you know, I don't think it's super great. And it's just, like, the alien's really emo. Like, us humans have really, really bummed him out. And it's just, it's kind of doesn't really w work all that well for me. For me, it worked really well. This is one that I ranked pretty highly based almost entirely on the mood that it created. Listening to it, I barely know what any of the lyrics are, but then I go back and read the lyrics and it's like, yeah, this is, uh, they're working together, even though I'm not processing the lyrics on an intellectual level. It's just this whole mood that washes over you. And I do not listen to a lot of this kind of music, but I, really liked it. I thought it was well done. I thought they really nailed the genre in terms of like, you know, how the melodies are constructed, like, you know, with the like descending melody where the last word has the little boom. I'm, anyway, just listen to the song, you know what I'm talking about. It's great. It's beautiful. It's wonderful stuff. Um, I thought that the uh, the spoken mayday at the end was like the the mopiest made it's like not it's not it's not panicked it's not like frantic it's just like just get me out of here it worked for me even though it's kind of like talking about it it's kind of silly but when i was listening to it it's like oh this poor alien somebody <laughs> save them yeah yeah i thought this was this entry was a bit of a ringer you know it's it sounds really professional uh but you know the musical style like like chumpy mentioned the, i thought the musical style seems about 15 years out of date and uh, of course that's uh that's offensive to me because i prefer to create music that's around 25 years out of date so uh it's uh no that's that's a joke but it was yeah it was it was put together really well great song i i'm gonna do this again i'm gonna complain about somebody's drum machine setting it's a, a, a particularly soulless drum machine setting. Like, uh, I wish that people would take a little bit more care with that stuff. But otherwise, yeah, it's a, it's a good song. All right, so next up we've got Running Green Lights, and uh, this song is entitled Alien. What is this place? Don't remember this shadow clouding 
I could right away I get I could hear that synth. Hey, that sounds like Depeche Mode, and uh, so I sort of liked it right away for that. I have good associations with that synth sound, and uh, I like the vocals. And I thought there was a really interesting effect on the alien line in the chorus, which helps that the word alien just sound kind of a bit alien or a bit weird, which I thought was a good take. They do take some liberties with the challenge, though. So in the bio, they state. Uh, I interpreted the song from my own vantage point, not being able to recognize my current society uh, slash home from where it was a couple of years ago. It often feels like I'm an alien visiting this new world, even though I've been here all my life. Which is not exactly what the challenge is called for, but I'm not a judge to be really picky about the challenges unless it really sticks in my craw. In this case, it doesn't. And then they, I thought that was a fairly interesting take on it. Although it is risky to sort of disregard the prompt and go your own way. I didn't have a lot of other notes on the song. I liked it, and I think if I didn't think about the challenge and how it related to that, it would fit into my like bucket. But because I'm sort of like mm, on the fence about how that went, I, I think it's more in the middle section for me. So for me, it's a cool mood to this song, but it doesn't feel like it moved at all. It was very static throughout. There wasn't a lot of change in the kind of atmosphere. And there were neat vocal effects. I did enjoy those. Um, the vocal effects, like on the word alien, especially that little twist. I didn't really get a handle on the lyrics. Um, they're just too abstract for me to feel like I knew what they were driving at at all. So for me, this is very, very middle tier just because... I couldn't get a I couldn't get a feel either way on it. It was like this static thing throughout with these very abstract lyrics and kind of a cool performance, but other than that, didn't make much of an effect on me. I I, I thought it was a good song. Uh, it had a really different sort of a sound and a tone to it. It was sort of trancey and haunting. And I guess the the only thing that other that really stuck out to me were the volume effects on the synth um, that were they were a little distracting. And but I kind of like the idea um, of the adventurousness of it. It's sort of trying something else with kind of volume effects that you don't hear very often. Uh, but you know, it to me it it kind of took you out of the song a little bit. So uh, so I, it, again, I appreciate that they were trying to do something new, but uh, I don't I don't think it worked so well. All right. So next up, we've got Lycanthrope uh, here to say hello. And Ryan, I'm reading from your notes again. This is very Lycanthrope. <laughs> it's sort of a funny you, take. You, those are not my notes. Actually. Yeah, spoiler alert. I'm, I'm going to say something different about this song. All right, then. Uh, this is a funny take on the challenge. This is about an alien who's been watching Earth TV and is a fan of Breaking Bad and decides to visit Albuquerque, where Lycanthrope lives. And uh, let's start with what I like about this song. So... Uh, right away, like in the intro to the song, there's this sort of bold, aggressive sound that I like and I get pumped when I hear it. Sort of reminds me of like early They Might Be Giants or something with the uh, 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 uh. And I like the, that on the chorus, he uses like this Seinfeld sort of bass riff on the chorus, which I think is a cool new sound for Lycanthrope. 
And uh, I really like when his voice gets super low, like the sort of Johnny Cash low at the end of his at the end of the chorus. But I have a similar complaint with the song that I have about just about all of Lycan Throat's songs, which is that I know he likes to write wordy lyrics, and I'm guessing that he does this before he has the music figured out, because he has to figure out how to munge all of these syllables into the meter of the song, and that often doesn't go well. Like, there's little consistency to the sort of syllable counts from line to line, so the words don't fit into any sort of meter pattern. I mean, so the chorus is slightly different, because I think that's sort of more nailed down, but the verses are just everywhere, meter-wise. And, you know, if you combine that with a vocal melody that's not super consistent, and things are just sort of jumbled and chaotic. So, uh, I, I like this song, but I, I would have a hard time putting it into the like bucket, especially with all of the competition that we've got going on there, so it's more in the middle tier for me. I think it's an improvement from some of Lycanthrode's other, other material that I've heard. And my advice is that if he wants to make it into later rounds, that when he's writing his lyrics, try to be a little less wordy and try to like, have the lines fit into specific syllable patterns. That way, I think he'll have a better chance of developing a consistent meter. I appreciated hearing him branch out instrumentally. You know, he's got the kind of like, like bouncy, echoey kind of alien synths. He's got a variety of stuff going on, which is cool. I think that other than that, and I, you, you guys know, you guys know that Lycanthrope is my man. Uh, I thought that this song was a mess. The vocals, I agree with, with what you said about the um, phrasing, you know, the line lengths and everything. The melody is not very coherent. He does nail that low note. It's great. Um, that like, if you just if you just played me that one low note that your earthly shows, uh, if you just played me that one note, I'd be like, oh, who's this guy? <laughs> nice. Uh, but other than that, not his best work. The lyrics, I thought the one thing that was interesting about the lyrics to me was that uh, he's imagined a world. This alien is a tourist rather than an explorer or a conqueror which is what almost all aliens in fiction are this alien like there's some kind of prior relationship between this alien's home planet and earth such that he is able to like you know watch premium cable shows <laughs> from earth so that's that's an interesting concept uh i don't actually care about i've never seen breaking bad i like tv i don't care about breaking bad in particular uh so the specifics of the lyrics were completely lost on me and it's like okay who cares yeah. so yeah yeah i mean i i never saw breaking bad so i mean i i know that everybody says it's great and everything and i'll probably eventually you know sit down and get through it but so right now so, some, some of that was lost on me too but yeah, I I don't think this is typical Lycanthrope. I think he's he's really going for it in this song, and uh, he's doing some different things than usual. And I like that, and I appreciate that. You know, he's he is aggressively and confidently doing this the the, the vocal line and uh, aggressively and confidently not hitting a bunch of those notes or beats. 
but uh, you know, it, at least he's going for it, and that's great. Uh, I, I appreciate that. If I were judging this song against his portfolio, you know, I'd give it high marks because he's, you know, he's stretching out a bit. But since we're judging it against other competitors' songs, you know, and ranking it against others, it's hard to put this in the upper half of the songs. You know, it's like just objectively there, there are big problems with, with the beats and the notes. Uh, great lyrics, uh, as far as I can tell. You know, again, my, my uh, lack of knowledge about Breaking Bad kind of hampers that a little bit anyway. But yeah, I, I, I appreciate the, the stretching that he's doing. I don't mean stretching and I'm bad with adjectives today. I think, (laughs) you know, sometimes stretching infers that you're not reaching, but I, so I appreciate his, uh, you know, getting outside the box a little bit with this one. I appreciate his great effort with this one, but I don't think I'm going to be able to rank it very high. All right. So, um, next we have Temnir with high tech ray gun. So these aliens are not friendly. They are not in love with Earth or any people on Earth. This is just pure malice and destruction. They're not conquerors. They're just here to blow shit up. So it's very metal. Uh, There's some great hardcore screaming and cookie monster type vocals here that I like. Uh, You gotta hand it to Temnir for sticking to their style and genre. Uh, It is, as usual, very well executed, and I'm gonna have to work a little bit to not let my genre bias bias my thinking too much. And, uh, I, you know, that's a risk whenever you really go for a very specific genre that that can happen. I can certainly appreciate aliens who are over the top and just going to kill everyone with their high-tech ray gun, and I think that's cool. But, you know, I would really like to hear Temnir do something really unexpected, like break out with, like, a happy ukulele sing-along or maybe some reggae or something. You know, uh, I would like to hear something from them that doesn't sound like metal. But, you know, I have to rank this fairly highly. It's it's well done for what it is. It meets the challenge. Um, and as much as, like, you know, I'm tired of hearing metal from Temnir, uh, I got to rank it pretty highly. Yeah, and, and to be a little fair here, though, this this does sound unlike their other songs. You Vocally, know, sure, for sure. All, well, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I'm not going to do it too hard, but I think it does sound noticeably different than much of the rest of their stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's noticeably not as good as the rest of their stuff. <laughs> um, the, the lyrics are, you know, cool when you read them, but I like, I, I shouldn't say this because I talked about the other song, where, which I loved, where I couldn't understand any of the lyrics, but also here I like couldn't understand any of the lyrics, and, and then I read them and it's like, okay, yeah, that's fine, great. But I guess I have some genre bias here too, but I... I, you know, I like metal. I'll tell you a quick story. No, I'm not going to tell you a story. Never mind. Metal is great and fine. I didn't like this song, though. And I think that I, you know, he his clean singing is great. And I think he mentioned in the uh, listening party that he had a cold, so he couldn't quite deliver the clean singing. So he went with the, um, 
whatever you call this style, the, the screaming or the, or, you know, it, there's some very technical terminology that I, to metal lyrics, to metal is vocals that, that I don't know. Is but like, um, yeah, Is that called like math rock? I can't remember. Or is that, am I thinking about something different? I don't know. I shouldn't, I shouldn't talk. I don't know. But uh, I also think like, um, like Brian Gray, I had to knock him because it's, you know, it's a uh, alien invasion, mean aliens. Here they come. They're going to kill us all. It's a very familiar topic. So I had to, I had to knock him for, for not being very original in the concept. I, I, I mean, we're all three um, admitting to genre bias here. And I told I am... you guys that I like metal. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. Okay. So 66% of us have genre bias uh, about this song and I, and I do too. And I, I, I've never kind of you know, tried to hide that. Uh, but the thing about this song is that, you know, much like a lot of their other stuff, it's very good. You know, it's really well, or at least in my opinion, I thought it was really well, uh, made just sort of technically, uh, I thought it, it worked really great. Yeah. It's like, it's nothing that I really want to listen to a lot. But it's kind of like if you have genre bias against Beethoven, then it doesn't matter. You still have to rank him higher than London Bridge. You know, it's it's they're they're not comparable. And he obviously put a lot of uh, talent and effort and uh, and did a great job in performing this. So I'm going to rank it pretty high, even though it's nothing that I really want to listen to all that much, you know, from from a category that I don't enjoy listening to very much. I just can't see how I can get away uh, with ranking it uh, mid-range or lower. Yeah, I'm in the I same just, boat. I just want to say that his entry in the final round last time for the theme song was my favorite of all of them, including my own. And I would have been really delighted to have this incredible epic metal theme song for the Spintoons listening party. Uh, I, I like Temnir, but you're wrong. You're just, just flat out wrong. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no question at all. And wow. no, and nobody agrees with you. So. <laughs> all right. On that note, uh, let's see. Next up, we've got third cat with our world. I like your chicken. This reminds me a bit of the Mandible song, where the most interesting thing about Earth isn't necessarily the humans. You know, chickens, cows, kangaroos, and especially cats are great, but humans, eh, they, they gotta go. And um, I like the sound of this. The main synth sounds a little bit like a harpsichord in my right ear, and there's some fuzzed-out guitars in my left ear. Maybe there's a Mellotron within the flute preset playing in some instrumental breaks. I'm a, I'm a fan of Third Cat singing. Maybe not the strongest singer in the group, but uh, certainly consistent and well done throughout. I, I really like the ending where his vocals fade into an ominous sounding rumble of a spaceship overhead, which I think is really cool. I just wish he would have let it breathe a little bit more. I feel like it fades out too quickly. Um, it would have been better having a little space at the end. And I think, you know, this song could have been maybe improved with some backing vocals here and there that would have improved things a little bit. 
but I, I had a hard time picking a lot of nits with this song, and this this one ends up on my like list as well. Yeah, super great production. There were lots of interesting instrumental choices and in the mix. Um, I was just listening to this one on headphones, and he does cool stuff with the stereo mix, both with instruments and with vocals. Uh, I think his voice is fantastic, and the melody is great. I think that, again... This does the lyrics not particularly insightful or original. They're fine, you know. They serve the purpose of making a good song, but uh, they don't lyrically doesn't leap out at me as something really interesting. But the performance and the music very strong. Yeah, I thought I thought this was a a, a really fine song. It was nice. Um, I love that guitar stuff. Uh, the the weird sounding guitar stuff throughout is 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 really well done, and they do that uh, inventive thing with the tempo increase at the end. I, I worry now that you know third cat. This is like uh, I don't know which how many songs. At least three, maybe more than that. Songs in a row where they've really done something inventive and interesting to kind of spin my head and go, Oh my gosh, what are they doing here? You know? And, and this is so interesting. Um, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that it doesn't get gimmicky. This, uh, this tempo increase at the end is it's, it's fine. It's good and everything. Maybe not quite as interesting as their other, uh, kind of inventive turns, but, uh, but yeah, I like this song, not in my top two, not in my top three, maybe, but, uh, but definitely a, a good song. I thought. All right, so next up we've got Glenn Raphael, and the song is Humans Seem the Same to Me. There's varied hair And awful clothes They come in shades and sizes and accents So many more of those It makes me sad to see them fret and scare features barely there and um this is a totally glenn song it's got that great finger style guitar and lovely singing that i've uh, come to associate with him and you know uh there's a room sound that's in the recording as well that makes me think it it feels like a live recording um and i really like that sort of Gordon Lightfoot 70s singer-songwriter sort of style that he's got going on. And again, this is another case where an artist is really, you know, latched on to their style and they, they stick with it. And this really works for Glenn. I mean, I, I would like to see him stretch a little bit and to do something slightly different, but I can see why he doesn't, because this works. So this is also in the light category for me, but I think it'll score a little bit lower than some songs in the same bucket with fuller productions. And um, I think lyrically it had some kind of some interesting takes on humanity. Like, I, I guess we don't tend to think of ourselves as having symmetric limbs and eyes. So that was kind of interesting. And, you know, the fact that our, our, our hair is varied and I guess that he doesn't like our fashion sense, uh, this alien. But yeah, anyway, so uh, I thought there were some, some insights into the lyrics, maybe beyond some of the, uh, some of the other tunes. So I gave him some points for that. Um, what did you think, Micah? Uh, I'm going to let my uh, genre bias show here because uh, Glenn Raphael is actually my highest ranked song because it like lands directly into what I... When I think of like 
songwriting. You know, it's this folky, like, you know, left-wing whole thing that I, like, I grew up listening to. Like, my parents are, like, big hippies. And it's just a really simple concept uh, that he executes really well. There's the juxtaposition of the physical elements, the symmetric limbs, two eyes per side, and the emotional mental thing so this idea that you know as an alien you look on these people who are basically all the same yet who have created all of these or have blown out of proportion all of these tiny differences it was like a simple direct concept that was completely pared down to the basics in a way that worked extremely well for me the recording it feels like a demo and i did not hold that against him like the harmony vocal it's nice to have that harmony but the timing was really off i didn't care i just really liked listening to this song i'm probably gonna learn this song so that i can play it myself you know it feels like he was like i'm gonna write a song that's gonna get micah's top vote and that's what he did <laughs> that's, a, that's good 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 yeah i uh i also ranked this pretty high i thought it was great lyrics and a great sentiment and and just a lovely performance too. I mean, the lyrics are you know they're they're like a little cynical in parts and a little touching, and it's just just an uh, just a really great touch on this. A great a great idea, and uh, and just done so very very well. So yeah, I was I was really happy with this. All right, so um, next up we've got Shy Fox. Can we be friends? Hidden from your eyes, there's so much you don't see. I study you from afar If I showed myself Would you believe that I meant you no harm? I wanna be friends I wanna know if you're good And I guess the premise here is that the alien wants to be friends But maybe not, cause we're peculiar and maybe not good people. So uh, sometimes when you go for that specific genre, you can strike gold with the judges. And my my uh, genre bias is showing here. Uh, I really like this style of song. And um, this flavor of alternative rock reminds me of a cross between like Elliot Smith's band Heatmiser and Weezer. Both acts I really dig. And um, the vocal delivery is great. It's a bit detached. It's a little bit emo, but I think it's perfect for this style of song. I really like the song. The lyrics were not a lot to necessarily write home about, and the I could have probably done without the alien voices doing the the like intro and exit at the beginning and end, but uh, it's yeah. a pretty minor nit. And that you know, in terms of other criticism, uh, I feel like there was an opportunity to in some of these some of these bands they really push the dynamic contrast between the verse and the chorus, like famously like the Pixies. And I expected in the song hearing like a sort of subdued verse for the chorus to just explode. And um, it didn't really happen. It didn't match my expectations, which I guess is good and bad, I guess. Uh, and there's some, you know, phrasing and maybe some little tiny tuning artifacts that sound off in the bridge. But, you know, that's a minor so a nit for a song that I really like. For me, uh, if you're going to be just like drums and guitar and bass and vocals, I really want some more interesting playing. It was it's a pretty well-written song, you know, the there's some really interesting chord changes in the chorus, but 
it's just like he's just strumming those chords throughout and I guess maybe that's a genre bias that I have in the other direction but um, and totally hypocritical because whenever I perform with a guitar I'm like just only strumming chords like that's all that I really do on the guitar at all but anyway you know these guys should be better than me I think you know the voice uh, pretty good it had that it had kind of a grading quality to me and that's just a personal preference thing in terms of the kind of voice that you like listening to the guitar tone was great I mean I think Glennie commented in the in the listening party about the guitar tone this was notable I, I think that it I, I disagree chumpy in terms of the ambiguity I think he really does just want to be friends and I think it's because humans are peculiar uh, that he wants to be friends but he there's no there's no specifics there's no details about what it is about humans what the peculiarity is that draws him to humans so you know, I want I want those specifics, and that's a that's a complaint I've had with a few other songs. I don't want you to just make sort of general statements without details to back them up. I, I agree about the 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 intro and outro um, sort of spoken word bits, the weird alien spoken word bits. But you know, this I thought was to my ears one of the more charming songs, and it, this is. I, I suspect that this is going to be one of those that I'm going to rank so high it's going to seem like an outlier. You know, like like when uh, I think we ranked Bucket Hat Bobby pretty high and nobody else liked the song uh, that one time for the the Jesse uh, yeah. song, and it's like because because it just hit it hit us right and definitely hit me right. And I think this is the same sort of a thing. I, I you know it's hard to explain how or why I love the chorus so much. But I just love, love, love that chorus. You know, it's it's a, there's this kind of heart wrenching quality to it to me. And like I, honestly, you know, thinking about it, I I I might hate it if anybody else sang it. But you know, it, it's just I don't know. It maybe it might be sort of like a violent femme sort of a thing, you know, because it's a little nasal and it's like, and it's the wrong note <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to to extend like that. Yeah, what 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 is it? So can we be friends? You know, uh, with the with the chord over it, it's it's, yeah, I don't know. It just hit me exactly exactly right. So I I, I don't know what to say. I love this song, and I think it's it's kind of so nice. And if you read if you read the lyrics, it's it might be a little you know the the alien might be a little patronizing or something like that. But it doesn't matter. You know, if you just sit and enjoy the song, it just hit me just right. So um, so I'm gonna rank it pretty high. Nice. I'm surprised more people didn't use the "Take Me to Your Leader" line, which I think works great in the song. Yeah, we almost did. Actually, we almost had one of those little intro things as exposition, but, <laughs> right? Which we uh, cut. Or excuse me. I mean, Matchy Matchy almost did. I hear through the grapevine. <laughs> you, <laughs> you guys are you guys are still keeping up that that thing, huh? Yeah, it, it's pretty thin, but <laughs> there's supposed to be a pretense of us not. Uh, having to go and review our own songs. I, I noticed uh, that you, you don't have any such uh, you know, problem with that, though. We'll, we'll get to it. All right, so speaking of get to it, we've got Jocko Homomorphism. I won't displace...
I found the concept behind this song ambitious and interesting. The idea is that the singer is the ghost of a dead Martian, and that the afterlife is actually here on Earth, and it's different than he expected, and um, they get to choose if they actually they want to reincarnate here on Earth or somewhere else. But um, I, I thought that was an interesting idea, but I had a hard time with this song for a couple of reasons. The bird sounds and noises are just pretty much a constant throughout the song, which uh, made it a little bit hard to listen to for me. And I had a hard time hearing the lyrics in places. I feel like that they were pushed a little back in the mix, and I feel like if they were brought up a little bit, I think that would have been better, and I could have understood them a little bit more. But I enjoyed reading the lyrics. And the uh, the melody, I guess I would describe as uh, liturgical, I guess I would say. It's like, it's an interesting choice, but... And nothing else in the contest sort of sounds like this melody, and... I guess that makes sense when, you know, it's kind of about an afterlife for an alien ghost. So I suppose that works, but I think without all the bird noises, this could have made it onto my like list, but otherwise it's kind of in the middle for me. Yeah. Oh, now, now this I want to hear. Yeah, you can't you can't recuse yourself, Micah, but we know that you know this guy, right? I do. I do know this guy. I mean, I know you too, but uh, <laughs> no, I went to college with him. Uh, and and we sang in choirs together, and he has a ton of choral experience. So when you, I liked your word liturgical. I think that's a good way of describing it. I mean, he's he's been in that world a lot, and it comes through in the melody he makes. He's also uh, he has a PhD in mathematics, and uh, he has described his research to me, and it's very like. It's like, okay, I'll believe you that, that that's a thing that you can research. I don't understand almost any of it. And that comes through in some of the kind of weird, I don't know, stuff that he does. This is this is among the more uh, accessible of the music that he makes, I think. So I, I agree that the concept is just so fascinating, this idea that, that when you die, you are reincarnated on another planet. And there's a line that mentions that there are ghosts from Earth that would have been watching him as a living being on Mars. So I thought this was just an incredibly fascinating concept. I thought that line by line, the lyrics fell a little flat. They don't really read like poetry. Uh, it could have been a lot of revision and tightening up of the lyrics and the recording is not and the production is not super high quality there's some weird volume shifts like suddenly his vocals will get a lot louder and then a lot quieter so that kind of bothered me a little bit but it's it was very charming this uh this ghost this weird ghost story i liked it I ranked him sort of near the middle, um, I thought, for this great concept. The execution was uh, a little a little off in places. This reminded me a bit of a guy named Brian Dewan, who uh, is maybe best known for a song called 99 Cops. And I don't even know how I got into Brian Dewan, but this is a long time ago. He, I think he was sort of somehow associated with they might be giants or something like that I'm not, yeah I he's done a lot of visual stuff for they might be giants like album art and stuff oh okay yeah he's 
he's also got uh, some of his own albums, and and this reminds me a bit of of that kind of a, a delivery. Uh, it sounds a little touched, you know, a little arty and creative, and that's good. Uh, ratings wise, for me, this song is going to suffer a little bit like like in throats. You know, I would vote for this in a heartbeat in song fight, you know, because it's a novel approach. You know, the, the thing though is since I'm rating this against others, uh, it's, you know, it's definitely not going to make, you know, the top third, uh, of the songs, um, just because comparing it to the other songs, I, I think it's not quite as strong, uh, to, to a lot of the other songs anyway. It, again, judging sucks. It's hard. I don't dislike this song, but I can't really justify putting it maybe like in my top half. All right, so um, moving on. Next up, we've got Marlin with a message, dear leader, from your humble servant, Zbax. Supreme leader, I am sorry for the ways of my official report. I got a little sidetracked. Sending you greetings from the planet that the locals call Earth, and I'm not coming back. The planet's overflowing with salt and water, and the silicone I'm never sure. Couldn't believe it, but they cook and season all their food, and they hardly use their nukes for war. Supreme Wizard Leader, you just have to forgive me, this is paradise. My notes say that uh, this song is better than I would have expected if you would have just described the song to me without me hearing it first. I mean, I like Marlon's vocal melody, and I think his lyrics are quirky and fun. Uh, the song is also short and to the point. And my notes on the song are also shortened to the point. I think this could have ranked higher if the thigh slaps were just a little bit tighter and the singing was just a little touch, a little less pitchy in places. Like the uh, just, you know, vocal and thigh slaps could have worked, but I just wish it was just a little bit tighter and a little bit less pitchy. And I think it would have scored higher. Yeah, I think he should have maybe raise the microphone a little higher too, because I think the microphone was like directly at his thighs because I could barely hear, like barely make out his voice at all. And when I'm reading the lyrics, like, oh yeah, this is very clever. But just listening to it, it was pretty unlistenable to me just because I could barely make out what was happening. But what I could make out of the vocal melody, I agree. It's a, it's a nice catchy melody. Uh, the lyrics are kind of nice. It's It's interesting in that, Unlike almost all of the other songs, it's a positive view of Earth and humanity, like, hey, this is great. Uh, I thought the line, they hardly use their nukes for war, was like really funny and unexpected, because, like, of course, many of us think, oh, it's so terrible, we have these giant weapons that could annihilate everyone, but it's like, but you're not using them! Like, that's amazing! So that was my favorite aspect of this song that felt otherwise uh pretty throwaway to me i like the, the melody to this song a lot and uh the lyrics are the lyrics are fine the lyrics are good it's a really engaging melody but you know i i, I may as well call it out i mean people are going to see our rankings i mean it's like how can you rate this in the top 15 you know which Four or five songs are worse than this. And I don't mean worse in sort of a judgmental way. I mean, effort and what other people put into it. And how how can anybody like sort of objectively say, well, um, I can justify this one being over these other four or five songs? You know, it's uh, I I'll be amazed if this makes it to the next round. 
even though I don't dislike this song. And and part of it's the melody. The melody is catchy. It's good. I wish he'd put it into a real song with some real instruments. Uh, I, I don't mean anything bad by real. I just wish that because I mean all everything that we're saying, you know, sounds pretty judgmental because we're being judges. But yeah, I mean, <sighs> I wish he would have spent more than like a half an hour on it. Like I feel like some of these songs people slaved over them for, you know, eighty, ninety, hundred hours. Yeah, people played guitar on these. People played piano. People uh, played the drums and the bass and uh, keyboards. And they did take after take after take uh, to get it to sound like they wanted to. And um, this one, on the other hand, as much as I like the the melody and as neat as the lyrics are, it would be a slap in the face to have this, you know, rate over a bunch of songs. Right. You know, and I think the 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 takeaways, uh, Marlon, if you're listening, like you've got some good ideas and some good melodies, like just work a little harder, put a little more into it. And I think you're going to go somewhere and or collaborate. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's like if uh, I, I've said this anecdote a lot, but, uh, you know, I started up Jerkatorium and I am not a good singer. I'm certainly a terrible lead singer. So I found somebody who could sing and um, they weren't available. So we got chumpy. It all worked out in the end. Same joke. Same joke. <laughs> I've said this like several times. So, yeah, it, I do think that you're talented. Find other people to get together with to to make music with uh, instruments. All right. Uh, so, con- go yeah, ahead. Conform, <laughs> conform to what everybody else is doing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Next up, we've got Governing Dynamics with Unsatisfactory. See, the first thing that gets me about this song is that there's some great lines with good imagery. Like that line, they've poisoned all the wells, they've busted out the windows, can't stop setting the carpets on fire when you know you can't go anywhere. Good lines, good metaphors, good poetic metaphors, good imagery. Um, And that really helps a song that is, you know, frankly, kind of slow, kind of emo, and a little bit plodding. So I typically do not like songs that are this slow and um this kind of i don't know i don't want to say emo but but i was surprised to find myself liking this song this is usually not my jam and i have to think it's probably the lyrics and the poetic metaphors and all the other good stuff in the song it it, it does sound pretty good too so i did not like this song at first and this one climbed up into the like bucket for me Well, I also did not like this song very much at first, and I still don't like this song very much. The poetic interestingness of the lyrics does not overcome what I feel like is kind of a limp and not very interesting uh, musical execution. I don't care for the vocal styling and i think again that's another personal preference thing because they because it's you know it's good competent singing it's just not a style that i enjoy listening to the lead guitar it felt like it was just kind of wandering around 
it didn't feel coherent or or planned out or deliberate it was just like i'm a pretty good guitar player and i'm just gonna play for four minutes and it just didn't come together for me and i think it's it's maybe another genre bias thing that this isn't the kind of thing that i'm going to care for because i really didn't the 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 title wasn't supposed to impact your review that much but I get, no okay so uh i don't know i, th- I thought you know it's a slow song i'm not partial to slow songs but i thought this was fine you know I'm, I'm a big fan of these guys but uh either i just listened to this song too much this week and am getting it mixed up or or th- does this sound a lot like one of last uh, spin tunes songs I, I i might just be getting it mixed up or again i might just have it playing in my head more than and have lost a little bit of perspective uh i should have done my homework before getting on this podcast but i didn't really have time i'll cut all of this out this whole thing cut 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 (laughs) edited out you could sort of copy and paste uh a lot of my good guy uh sohabe or sojabe review here uh i still really like this song though and i'm gonna rate it pretty high i think uh, at least in relatively high in comparison to you guys who i think were less thrilled with it yeah it's interesting i also felt like this song and the good guys the Jabe song were kind of similar and when i burned the cd that i listened on it was alphabetical so they were right next to each other so i'm I don't know what happened but i love the good guys the Jabe song and this song really did nothing for me uh, interesting all right, so next up we've got the Bafo Yux dudes with Message to the Hindmost. To our great hindmost, this is your servant, almighty hindmost. I urgently report to you, there is a problem, our military mission. All our best units, all have gone, we are deserted. I don't know why they thought. I didn't know this because I haven't read the Larry Niven novels, but hindmost apparently means any leader or any sufficient leader. I don't know. So the premise of the song is apparently that there is an alien army that's invading Earth, but they are too distracted to fight because of dancing shoes, which we somehow tricked them into wearing. And we have great music on Earth, and now that they have to tap dance all the time because of the shoes... This may be another Larry Niven sort of reference that I'm just oblivious to, but I thought that was kind of weird. And, you know, the, the this song doesn't quite live up to the challenge in some ways. Like, I would have liked to have known what the aliens thought about Earth. There were parts of the song that I liked, but I didn't think it really was great on the challenge. The parts that I did like was when they layered on a lot of vocals. Like, there's this line, uh, Put down your guns, let's all have some fun. It's time to dance the night away. With the layered vocals, it was just really soulful, and it sounded really good and and funky, and I liked it. But yeah, I'm 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 not so sold on the concept. I I just didn't get the concept. This was one for me that the concept really made it, and it was this bizarre like, the aliens are coming, but they can't fight because their secret weakness is tap dancing. Like there's lots of alien stories where it's like they have a secret weakness, like it's water or it's whatever it is, but. The fact that it's tap dancing. Uh, I just love this song. It really worked. I uh, I agree about that midsection, the put down your guns, let's all have some fun. That was such a good, fun, 
catchy layered section and I wish that that had that they had brought that back at the end like as a chorus because there's not really other than that there's not really a real chorus but I thought it was very catchy I liked the sort of back and forth I'm not sure if it's two different vocalists or if it's just that the one has that the call and response like the one has kind of an effect on it I thought it worked really well uh, I just like this song and it's weird and it's bizarre and it really clicked for me yeah, I think uh, Bafo Yex dudes, I mean, I might not have listened to their entire portfolio yet, but I have listened to their songs from the past, and uh, and of course I'm listening to everything that they're doing now. And I think they've, they're consistently just getting better and better, and you can really see sort of an evolution in the quality of, of what they're producing. Whether they are or not, I mean, it, it sort of doesn't matter. This, this song is, itself is just really good stuff. Uh, I liked it. That Dance the Night Away part is such a great section. And I think there are a bunch of sections to this song, too. I mean, you don't have the, the typical verse-chorus, verse-chorus, bridge-chorus-end. You know, you have uh, a sort of a verse, pre-chorus, chorus, bridge, chorus. I don't know. It's just very, very interesting. It's a, it's a good effort. I liked it. This is why we need the video podcast so that we can chart all of the different, you know, all, <laughs> the, know, sections all the sections. Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't think the sound effects that showed up in the middle of the song were a good idea, though. I think that was uh, just unnecessary. Oh, they're tap yeah. dancing sound effects, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. They were, I thought they were just a little, eh, little tappy on. and weird, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's uh, just extraneous. You know, I think if they would have had an editor, that editor would have said like, "Oh, that put on your guns, let's all have some fun, time to dance away." Section is awesome. You should just repeat the crap out of that, or you know, like do that more because that is great. Yeah, this will this will sell the McDonald's band. This is <laughs> this is this is what you need to. Yeah, no, it's good, good stuff. All right, so uh, now we're we're at the last of the contestants with Ominous Ride, the game. On the earth, I hear women going insane because the men of the planet think they're playing a game where the rules of humanity just get in the way and power entitles them to think it's okay. So I come to pay a visit from a faraway moon to try to get society to change its tune. And I drop down in the dead of the night because I'm an alien bitch who's going to set things right. The first thing I see is a lecherous dude. This is some really good and timely stuff lyrically. Like I, I'm, I'm down with the feminist message. I, I even like the alien revenge fantasy at the end. The beats are good. I like the cello and the bass strings that go along with the beats. The rapping is good. Sort of reminds me of a cross between MC Chris and this uh, girl rap band from Olympia, CWA. And I, I like the, the, the singing on the chorus, which I thought was also pretty good. This is a pretty well done song, and I, and I did enjoy it. There are a few areas I thought that it could be slightly improved. Like, there are places where the double-tracked rap vocal parts are slightly out of sync, and um, that leads to some loss of understandability, and I think that could have been crisper and tighter, which would have made it clearer. And then there's this line of kind of this Donald Trump sort of line where he brags about grabbing and kissing and when the women came forward with their stories, he denies everything happened. Um, the meter on that is just kind of jumbled and it's a little confused there and it's a little hard to hear. Um, I think that could have been fixed. Some phrasing, little phrasing issues here and there, but for the most part, these raps are totally on beat. And 
I think maybe even some ways that they're monotonically on beat, like maybe a little variation here and there would have helped too, but these are minor nits. I think this is a pretty good song. One thing I also noticed is that this song has two bridge sections in it, and it is over five minutes long. I feel like an editor might have snipped one of those bridges out. I, I like the song a lot. I, I think the, it's a great specific take, and it uses the alien concept really well throughout without without that overpowering the po- the actual point of the song which is it's like the the alien thing is used as a frame and i think that that is done really well i uh, i like that the chorus is kind of built up gradually like first you just get one line of the chorus between rap verses and then you get more of it so it's not just a like first chorus first chorus thing i love the swagger and the confidence of the rapped vocals i do agree that rhythmically it could be a little tighter and the rhyme scheme is kind of is kind of monotonous uh, there are in that you know section about the lecherous head of state the arrogant head of state excuse me with over 20 allegations of assault and rape there's more dense rhymes in a few of those lines and that's kind of an indication that that there could have been more of that throughout but on the other hand i think when it's like this direct and in your face like this is very direct and in your face and confrontational and i think that the really like simple rhyme scheme like just kind of pounding it at you actually works pretty well i wrote down that i think i'd prefer this as a as sort of a sci-fi story instead of a rap you know uh, as a rap it, it gets a little monotonous in tone uh, after a while not not in uh, content but just sort of the tone is mostly unchanging throughout it and it's sort of you know i I just thought it kind of went on and on uh at the same sort of energy level i thought the the lyrics were good and it was an interesting scenario uh and a great message uh but the musicality of it bored me after a while when it comes right down to it so great content but the bells and whistles need to be bellier and whistlier All right. Well. I thought um, I did. I want to make the this song did a thing that a few others did, which is that it had like an like an intro that was was kind of like a spaceship landing. I think that the faster Jackalope song had a little bit of that, and I think that even the um, Good Guys Sajabe song, if I'm remembering correctly, a few of these songs had a kind of weird spacey intro before the actual like beat comes in. Uh, so I think it's cool that a few different people did that, and this is one of them, and I think they did it pretty well. Cool, so that is it for the competitors, and we've got a handful of shadows here. So the first shadow is Red Watcher with Abduction. The petty's They're not to move Don't be afraid if you find someone else awake because I found you don't hold your breath Cautiously right Look past the window At the middle of the field Now you are so paralyzed Dead in the night Lingering light And I guess Red Watcher is Ted from, um, from Menage a So he is going solo on this one. Um, 
I admit I was I've been a bad judge and I was down to the wire just trying to write something not stupid about all of these songs and I have not had a chance to formally review all the shadows but I have listened to them and uh, I thought what I'd let you guys I'd let you guys chime in and uh, I will chime in at the end with what I remember but I don't have any notes for these songs okay yeah that 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 works fine do you, do you want to start or do you want me to start Micah uh, I'll go ahead, and honestly, I was not as diligent about getting my thoughts together for these shadows either, which is maybe not fair. I really liked this one. I thought the the mood, the creepy, the creepy abduction mood worked really well. I thought his vocals were great. You know, where um, the perhaps they'll take a snip from the tip of your head. Uh, he did it like. 30 times better than me, but there were cool vocal things. I thought this song was really good. Yeah, no, I, I like this a lot. Like I mentioned in the listening party, I thought it, it reminded me a bit of Roxy music. You know, it's got all this this good sort of um, atmosphere to it. And I, I just love the song. It's a great voice. He's got a great touch and, and this great style. It does have that kind of restrained kind of a, an approach for most of it and then the uh the swell of the chorus right chumpy yeah i i do mm. i do remember that part what i what i remember primarily thinking is why is this a shadow yeah like it's good like you know it would have been it would have been up in the top bucket for me i mean are there are there rules about basically doing multiple entries because he's half of menage tune as well yeah there probably are although i don't know so. yeah we should probably ask some judges <laughs> Un unlike Nurine, where you know you have people who are in Nurine as like three different acts. All right. Well, uh, should we move on to the uh, the second one for Pig Farmer Junior? Yeah. So this one is called Missouri, 1980. Do you want to make any comments or do you want it's about ahead? a river apparently i don't think so <laughs> i don't think it's actually about a river i think it's about an alien who visits the earth and falls in love with a woman but can't stay on earth so he gives her brain cancer so i think this is very very specifically about guardians of the galaxy oh does that ring any bells for anybody uh... I think we're going to have to go back and listen to this song and then start this part over. Nope, nope, nope. Too lazy. All right. Let's, I let's didn't, just... I didn't see the second movie, which I understand is about his father, who is an alien. So I don't know enough to say for sure. But as I'm looking at it and you say that, it's like, oh, that, that could be. Yeah. I, I just sort of, I guess I made the assumption. But uh, I, I didn't like Google R River Lily uh, or anything, but I think that's it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely a brain. I'm googling. There's a brain uh -huh. tumor involved, so I'm gonna say, and okay, and he, and he, he says Peter at the end. Peter, you know, I had to leave. Yeah. So I, I thought that maybe that was a reference to something specific, but I didn't know what it was. So. Okay, I spoiled it for everybody then. Yep. <laughs> Guardians well. of the Galaxy. He is, he's getting a, a commission. 
I think. Okay. Well, now, now in order to be consistent with my terrible review of the Menage a Tune song, now I have to proclaim that I also hate this song. Yeah, because I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is musical, at least, at least uh, the the mixtape. So yeah. I was like, Pig Farmer already submitted a song, and I spent a lot of time trying to say stuff about it. Like, why am I doing this twice? That's that was my feeling on it. Okay, well, after a second listening or something, I'm like, wait, this has got to be about Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I thought this should have been his his entry instead of Alien Barbecue. I, I prefer this, even though it's you know a very very specific kind of a reference that way. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think I didn't think this was a, an amazing song, but I thought it was better than Alien Barbecue, which was just so kind of hokey and hee haw and hickey and and not really inventive or new or anything. Musically, I did like this a lot, except for the very um, very thin, very high percussion that's like very forward in the mix it's very high pitched and it's very annoying other than that though the music is good yeah all, all right. right should we move on yeah next we've got micah summersmith uh all right song about a stranger Micah, what did you think about your own goddamn song? <laughs> oh man, you know, I actually did uh, listen to this one. I'll let I'll let you guys I'll let you guys talk about it first, and then I'll explain to you why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, this one sounded like a sci-fi, you know, music incidental music from like a sci-fi movie or something. You know, it starts out with those backing vocals that go, and then the and then the uh, accordion, you know, plays this little riff. It sounds really cool, and it sounds like very sci-fi genre appropriate. I thought it, it sound, there, was, there was kind of this ethereal quality to it. Uh, I thought it was lovely. It was a great song, a great sentiment, very evocative, you know. But but that accordion fucking ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, thanks. thanks a lot. <laughs> um, I I I uh, I realized with this I was like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be ranked or anything so I can do whatever I want so it's kind of freeing to be like I don't have to care about what people think about this song and the uh, the the secret ingredient to that that like spacey science fiction thing is the octatonic scale uh, uh-huh. which is the harmonic system that I use throughout which is like half tone, whole tone, half tone, whole tone, etc. So it's uh it's a cool scale in that it doesn't sound like if you just play the scale it sounds super weird, but you can get major and minor chords out of it. So like you can have recognizable harmony but weird melodies. So it's like at C major and then and then F sharp major or F sharp minor and then like E flat. So you can move around in unexpected ways. It's it's cool and exciting, and I recommend that everyone experiment with the octatonic scale. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was listening to it and thinking to myself that I, that I would never do those kinds of chord progressions. You know, it's, it's bad that I wouldn't think to do anything like that, or that I would not think that it sounds good because it sounded great when you did it. And I, I was just thinking that those are choices that I would not make, and that's a damn shame. Yeah, I was I really impressed. 
I liked it. Oh, thank you. All right. So uh, next up, we've got Heather Miller with the first glimpse of green. Remember the day decided to embark. I followed that guiding light so many years through the dark. Grew up on stories, the people who live here. I had to see it for myself. Landed in a field under cover of the night. Touched down to explore and learn not to cause a And do you guys know Heather from previous stuff? Like her name sounds familiar. I do not I do not. She has a fairly common first name and a fairly common last name. Yeah, that is... sounded like a total dick thing to say. Like, sorry, I, <laughs> I don't, I do not know who she is. I, okay, <laughs> I, I, if you if you want me to, I can I can get rid of that. But uh, yeah, I was oh I was looking into uh, the website and I thought, isn't Heather you know somebody who's like they they blame Heather for everything or something like that? But I think it's a different Heather. It's a different Heather. Yeah. yeah. So okay. she has no bio on the front page, so I'm not sure either. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I uh, I like the song. I thought uh, this is another like the Lycanthrope song. This is one where we have a an alien who knows something about Earth and decides to go see it for themselves. Uh, obviously, other than that, entirely different in every way. Is uh, a little bit of the wonder that uh, that Zoe has in her song as well. You know, this marveling at the this world full of life, and it's cool that then the she she it's you know it's not human focused at all except when she brings in that commentary. You know, you plant the seeds, they grow and grow. You cut the trees, you mow and mow. Uh, you know, what's what is this guy's just enjoy? enjoy this all this life around you as it is so i i liked it yeah uh i liked it too uh actually when i was listening to this uh i was traveling all week and while i was listening to it i just put i had it on my iphone and i put the playlist on shuffle so you know until this afternoon when i had to you know sit down and put some stuff on paper I had not known that this was a shadow, so I was having a difficult time trying to figure out how I was going to judge this or how was I going to rank it. I mean, I'm just very, very happy that I don't have to rank it. And I'm saying that because I do have genre bias uh, uh, against uh, this song a bit. And much like the Temnir song, though, I realize that it's very well done, very professionally done, a fabulous voice, good lyrics. But it's just this whole kind of stuff that that I was partially forced to listen to a bunch in my very early teens, you know, kind of the Christine Lavin, uh, Holly Near sort of stuff. They're very high quality uh, folk, um, uh, extremely talented and, you know, people with great voices that I I just would fall asleep to because I, I couldn't keep my interest uh, at all. I, 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 that might sound, you know, worse than I mean it to sound. What I'm trying to, to stress is the high points, great quality, huge talent, wonderfully produced, but just not the kind of stuff that I, that I like listening to. So, um, so yeah, uh, wonderful, wonderful job, but it's, it's kind of not my thing. All right. So last up we have matchy matchy with everything, everything, everything. Sources while the hoarding, while you're sharing, you've 
And I think if there's one thing that we can agree on about Matchy Matchy is that I feel like the drummer should totally leave the band and go do something great and ditch the dead weight of those other two dudes. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the real star. I think I think um, you know his his style is a little consistent though. So he he does have kind of the same beats that he keeps on going back to over and over and over again. Totally solid uh, but, though. Yeah, absolutely solid. Yeah, he's a good drummer. Good drummer. My uh, my main complaint with this song is that there is um, there's not enough profanity in it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just this really tame lyrics. You know, compared to every other every other song that's dropping, you know, f bombs and c bombs and s bombs and any other bomb you can imagine. You guys, are, oh excuse me, I mean. Um, <laughs> Matchy, matchy, this band that is not you guys is, uh, is just, uh, you know, pulling their punches here, you know, wimpy, wimpy. So uh, other than that, fun stuff. I thought the um, the main hook, everything, everything, everything. Uh, I really like how the first everything goes everything, like three, one, one. But then the last one goes everything three two one. Uh, that is the tiniest detail I could like possibly point out, but it uh, was really neat and I really enjoyed it. And whoever came up with that is a real uh, melodic craftsman. That's all, Ryan, dude. I think. If it is me, then I, it was probably due to uh, I slipped with my clicking or something like that in the <laughs> piano roll. Yeah. When, or, when you, yeah. uh, sorry, no, I just I have no idea. We'd have to take a look at it. Yeah. So the, our um, paid subscribers uh, will get the video feed and we'll show it to them. Yeah. Uh, the podcast subscribers. So, yeah. oh, this was good stuff. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Do you guys have any wrap up commentary you'd like to make before we play the theme music and get out? I would just like to thank you guys for uh, having me along. Lots of fun, uh, baselessly insulting all of these people who worked <laughs> extremely hard at songs that we uh, proceeded to just, you know, kind of dismiss summarily. So I'm sorry to all of those whose songs I dismissed summarily. Uh, am I using that word correctly? I think so. Um, it's like in the manner of a summary, summarily. I'm going to go with it. Uh, so, yeah, sorry to you all. Congratulations to all the people whose songs I did really enjoy, which really was most of you. And the rest of you, I acknowledge your hard work and I wish you the best. That's that's great. Uh, we're also going to start doing shout outs again. So we we kind of have a set of shout outs. Is there is there anything or anybody you'd like to shout out to, Micah? I would like to shout out this week to the Octatonic Scale. Half step, whole step, half step, whole step, half step, whole step, half step, whole step. Uh, there's only three of them, so pick the one that you like and go nuts on it. All right. That's good. Our hearts all go out to the octatonic scale, and, uh, and uh, we'll see plenty of that during the next fight, I'm sure. That's probably not true. All that right, should, uh, that, guys, that should be the next challenge. Use only the octatonic scale. I'm getting into the forum right now, and I'm, I'm going for it. Okay, we got to shout him down. That's, that's <laughs> just no way. No, no, no. No. All right. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, let's yeah, see. I, I have nothing against the octatonic scale, but uh, but yeah, I think uh, anyhow, uh, I'm babbling. For our shout outs, uh, we got to say thank you so much. And uh, we love you to uh, Brian and to Alice. And uh, I want to uh, shout out to uh, my husband, Andre. Um, thanks for all your love and support. Um, and uh, Chumpy. Uh, let's see. Thank you for shouting out to me. I, I know that you really appreciate me. But uh, I would like to shout out to to Tommy G and Dave Lee for like all of the work that they do to bring us this contest. Couldn't happen without them. So thanks, guys. Well, since since you guys are doing like actual genuine shout outs to actual people who you know mean something to you, I would also like to shout out to my wife and my parents who have been busy occupied with my two-year-old child while I am holed up in a corner recording this podcast. So sorry that this thing that I thought would maybe be an hour long is now two and a half hours long, but uh, thank you very much. All right. And uh, yeah, uh, catch you next time on the Bintoons thing. Uh, Stick around till after this song that you're probably hearing right now, our outro music. We're going to play uh, Micah's Spin Tunes podcast theme song once more. Hi, it's Micah. How was your day? I hope that it's been great. I want Spin Tunes 14, but that's enough about me. I'm gonna listen to your songs. I only wish that somehow there were more songs. Even though it's an elimination tournament You've all shown me a glimpse of what your artist's journey meant So I hope you win, you win. This spin tunes this spin Yes, I'm talking to you I hope you win, you win. This spin tunes Though statistically it's probably not true Every entry has a special place in my heart Remember that while I'm tearing you apart Because as a judge I'm required to declare some songs worse than others And also offer reasons for said declaration So I might give criticism that you feel invalidates your entire artistic vision Or dismisses the effort and talent that you put into your work Because it doesn't meet some arbitrary criteria that you couldn't possibly have known about But even so In my heart you're a winner